Ashlechem Israel, Thanks for the water. Good morning, Chavra here in Shirat David. Good morning to all our Chavra learning with us. Wherever they are, I've been getting so many messages from people around the world. Mamash, this El Tishrei, they feel so much a part of what we're doing here because we, we, you know, we're making it accessible to everyone. Tonight warms the heart. The month of Tishrei, sponsorships, the month of Tishrei, by Tanya and Yehuda Hanekman in honor of their daughter Mama's birthday and for their Fushleim and Chizgaguf, Yakir Shlom and Tanya Malka. Also by doctors Shira and Yonatan Wiesen, Rabbi Yair and Talia Hinden. Commemorating the first year today of their grandmother Edith Reader, Alex and Shachar Avram for a successful year of all of Am Yisrael, and memory of Shachar's sister Miriam Rezel Bat Moshe Yehudit This week is sponsored by Michal and Yudi Reinitz for their foreshlema of Eitan Shai Ben Adina Bracha, Zach and Elizabeth Freund for their foreshlema of Zchay Shlomo Ben Dvora, Doctor Josh Gancher in honor of his wife Eva's birthday, Eliza and Brandon Beer in gratitude to Hashem for their daughter Meira's first birthday. The daily sponsorship, and I, this is just, just gone aid. I, I want to read these things all day. It's unbelievable. I mean, it should be no refuah shleimahs anymore because they want to be healed, but all the other things. Wednesday, September 20th is today, right? Is that today? By Marsha Anushi. I, I assume that's Ariella's Ima. In memory of her mother, Ruth Lillian Paskanzer, Rochalea Bas Yehuda Aryeh. All right, then Nigun, we're, we're, we're going to be learning today the Nigun that we just sang. This is a teaching from Rabbi Asher Weiss, from his Sichot. This is a beautiful, beautiful teaching that will invite us into Yom Kippur. Um, I think that it's, you know, on Rosh Hashanah, I was talking about when did, Yom, when did Rosh Hashanah become complicated? As I was saying first day, right? When did Rosh Hashanah become complicated? Like it used to be just a peaceful, sweet, happy day, and then we start learning a little bit. Rosh Hashanah becomes this day filled with not exactly... The Simcha is not the focus so much. It's more, wow. Now, that's true. I want to ask the reverse question about Yom Kippur. When did Yom Kippur become so happy? When you're growing up, Yom Kippur was this day, this serious, sad even day, dreadful day, and then you start learning a little bit, and you're like... Yom Kippur is that is the greatest happiest day of the year. It's a day like Purim, Kippurim, right? So it's so it's, a, it's such an interesting thing. 
Like, when did Yom Kippur become, become so simchadik? I also want to welcome back. I want to welcome back Mr. Rich. I smell the Rebbe as you're walking inside. We missed you. And we know you were, you were our shaliach. You're one of our shluchim there. Well, I missed you very much, and I'm happy you're home safely. Ruch Hashem. So that question of when did Yom Kippur become, like, Yom Kippur, especially someone said to me the other day, what's, like, how intense is it? How intense is, the, is it by you guys on Yom Kippur? Of Shiat David. I said, oh, it's intensely happy. <laughs> Meaning it's, it's intense, but there's, when you're plugging into inside stuff, there's something really, really beautiful happening and taking place. So we just basically sang, as you see, I think it's the last Mishnah, um, in, in, in Perikane Yuma. Look, look, look what the Mishnah says, the top over here. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Ashreichem Yisrael, Lifnei mi atem mitaharim, Umi mitahar etchem, Avichem sheba shamayim, Praiseworthy are you, Am Yisrael, Before whom do you become purified? Who's purifying you? Avichem sheba shamayim, Your Abba in heaven. Shneemar, Like we're going to be saying, And we've been saying in Slichot, But on Yom Kippur you say this over and over again, Bezarakti alechem mayim teorim utahatem, I'm going to sprinkle upon you, Pure water, And you'll become purified. Ve'omer, and Yirmiyah Novi says, Mikve Yisrael Hashem. The mikvah of Hashem is Yisrael, where the mikvah of Yisrael is Hashem. Ma mikve metares atmeim, just like a mikveh purifies the impure, Afa Kadosh Baruch Hu metares Yisrael. Hashem is our mikvah. Hashem is our mikvah. Yefeh. That's the nigun that we just sang. Okay, now listen to how Rabbi Asher does this. This is an, an amazing piece. You see, something that's important to point out is that Yom Kippur has a lot of Jewish history in it. Like, like Tachla is just history, historical stuff. Anyone want to point out a very important historical point during Yom Kippur? That's, the bris is on, are you talking about the Akedah? The Akedah is Rosh Hashanah. Bris, Avram's bris, Yom Kippur? Okay. What else do we, we actually read about, though? We read about the ten martyrs in in in, in, in the Musaf, Nachon, Asara Haruge Malchut, during the during the at the towards the end of the Avoda of the Kohen Gadol. That happened on Yom Kippur. Well, no, the, the, we read it on we Yom. Read we read it on Yom Kippur. Um, a, a lot of other things basically are are pointed out throughout the davening, that are all historical references. When this Mishnah was said, in reference to Yom Kippur, is going to blow your minds. Okay, just think about this for a second. Who, who's saying this? Amar Rebbe Akiva. That means there's always something very, very kashur to the historical context of what the Rebbe, what Rebbe Akiva is saying. Because when is Rebbe Akiva alive? He's alive in one of the most interesting times we ever had. <clears throat> Rebbe Akiva is, plays such a crucial role in the Sorah because he's the link between so much of what was and what then was afterwards, when really all odds were against him. All odds were against anyone in that time, that anything could actually continue. Just like the person that's stuck in a world of Averis thinks about himself. All odds are against him, unless he invites the light of tshuva into his life. So look how beautiful this is. Yesh li'itbonen be'omek kavanatun shel Adoneinu atana agadol Rabbi Akiva ben Yosef b'mamar pil ize u'mashayichi l'reisha d'matnitin we need to look deeper into the depth of the Kavana of Rabbi Akiva 
And what is it shaykh to the beginning of this Mishnah, which deals with the kapara of a chatat and asham? The Mishnah there is speaking about the actual kapara that the korban chatat and the korban asham would bring. Why is he saying this in the beginning over here? Be'ina Mishnah zo mesayemet et masechet yoma, sherov ruvo osek ba'avodat kohen agadol biyom ha'kipurim. Shelo b'mikre nikba ma'amar ze besiyuma de masechet ada, this is the last Mishnah in Masechet Yuma. What is Masechet Yuma mainly dealing with? It's mainly dealing with the Avodah of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Have any of you ever learned through Gemara Yuma? Gemara Yuma? I'm sure some of you are just too humble to say it. That's fine. I was just testing you. I'm kidding. I love when he says this. My heart says to me, Rabbi Asher says, Rabbi Akiva and his friends were the greatest Tanaim in the generation that followed the Churban Abayit, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. What was going on in Eretz Yisrael at the time? Malchut Romi Harish'ah The evil Romans are going crazy throughout the, throughout the land. They were killing, raping, burning, looting, everything. Complete chaos. And even Rabbi Akiva himself, we know, was destined to be one of the ten martyrs. At the end of Masechet Makot, Rabbi Akiva Yerushalayim, Remember the famous story, Rabbi Akiva goes up to Yerushalayim, he hears the voice of the legions of Rome, and all, the, and all of them start crying. And then they see a fox come out of the Holy of Holies, they started crying again. And the famous story, Rabbi Akiva is smiling and he's laughing. By the way, did you guys see? Yeah, it was wild. It was wild, right? Yeah. You saw the fox this year on Tisha B'Av? Multiple foxes. Yeah, I just, one, I just saw one picture of a fox. You saw that? Yeah. It's video, crazy. It's video. video, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of multiple... Yeah, it wasn't AI or anything. It was... That, that was yeah, that, that really happened. That, re- that really happened. And Rabbi Akiva is... is, is uh, I always wonder if Chas V'Shalom, you know, we had to live in that time, what would I think that that moment that Rabbi Akiva is smiling? And, 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 and let's be real, and he's laughing, right? And we see a shu'al, a fox coming out of the destroyed base on Mikdash. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like that guy that comes to the Shiva house and says, one joke, just a little bit too soon. <laughs> you know, did you have any of those? Uh, you guys were probably were doing it. Yeah, you were the one who had that joke too soon. <laughs> just a bit too soon, right? Cool. And... and, and, and why, why is it ki'ilu, ki'ilu, too soon? He, he explains here. Kol ha'olam kulo adayin shvurim v'ritzutsim ayu min ha'ason ha'nora shil chorban beis ha'mikdash. The nation was completely and utterly destroyed from what they just experienced. U'bichlalam, including amongst those that were completely destroyed, g'dolei ha'tanayim, the greatest tanas, שלא נתנו הפוגה לדמעות עיניהם, which means they couldn't stop crying for one second. ורבי עקיבא לבדו רואה את האור שבחושך, but it's רבי עקיבא alone that sees the light within the darkness, את החסד שבדין, 
the chesed that's in judgment, and he's starting to console. That's Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, in the deepest, darkest place, where nothing seems to be adding up, he's the one that somehow, somehow is able to start to console. Now, we see this kind of play out in his life at another point, right? How old was Rabbi Akiva when he kind of joins the party of Yiddishkeit? Forty. Now, you would think a person like that, when if, he, if he then chose to become a Rosh Yeshiva, and then he sees that 24,000 of his students didn't get the memo of what he was trying to give over to them, that he'd give up and choose to become a carpenter or work at a gas station, whatever it is. No, I mean, if, if, if like that's the gig you take and 24,000 of your people, of your students are dying day after day. Remember he went, what, what did we say? He went to 3,000 Leviahs a day, I think. That's what it came out to. Because they died between Pesach, Pesach and, and Shavuot. It came out to Mashuk as a son. No, not 3,000. 300. Even three is insane. But he went, yeah, hundreds a day, right? And yet, in that Choshech, what does he decide to do? He's basically not laughing, Khalila, but that, that Inyan... He's like, I'm starting all over again. And he starts with the, with, 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 with the eighting, literally the eighting, right? And he starts with five, again. So, so it's just, it's just mind-blowing, this neshama of Rabbi Akiva, that he's able to constantly look into the eye of Yehush and of, of despair and of absolute darkness and say, I'm calling you out on your lie. I'm calling you out on your sheker. Actually, uh, I, I didn't ask him, but you know, yesterday was a bris of a, a friend of ours. I couldn't, I, I, he, I only saw the message too late. I didn't make it. You know Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld? Yeah. Rabbi Joey? We're going to get him here soon. He's a, he's a, a dear friend. It's Richard Mayim Morgenstern was the Sandik. You went, Emmanuel? No. So he just sent me, right before Shir, he sent me the footage of the naming, and I think he's, he named his son Akiva Shalom. I mean, that's why it was in my all connected, Akiva Shalom, like, each person should have this nukud of Akiva in them with Shalom, this should be for the schus of the Rachanim of Akiva Shalom, that he should always, he should always, always, if there's ever din, Khalila, he should be the one that finds the chesed within it. Amen. If there's God forbid Choshech in the world, he should be the one that always finds the ur in it, the light. So here, So this is, let's say, the first yantiv after the destruction. Now think about this. How long after Churban uh, Abayis is Yom Kippur? That first Yom Kippur. That, think about this. This is amazing. The first Yom Kippur, how long is it? Six weeks? Five, huh? Six, yeah, seven weeks. Seven, eight weeks maybe, right? <laughs> think about that. Yom Kippur is coming. There's no... Nothing. It's 50 days of Tisha B'Av Right, so it's it's right there. It's crazy, crazy. Remember the first Yom Kippur, and they're remembering what Yom Kippur was. Can you imagine what they were feeling? Can you imagine what they were experiencing? 
ועיניהם ראו ולא זר, כהנים בעבודתם, לוויים בשירם ובזמנם. There's no כהן doing his thing. There's no לוי singing his ניגון. There's no יד that goes up and feels the cleansing. ועכשיו חסרנו כל אלה. We have none of this. This is the first יום כיפר after the חורבן הבאיס. ואין לנו לא חטאת ולא עולה, לא כהן גדול, לא בגדי כהונה, לא בגדי זהב ולא בגדי לבן, לא דם הפר ולא דם השעיר ולא שעיר המשתלח. We don't have any of these things that we speak about over and over again in Yom Kippur, which used to be the greatest resemblance of Hashem's love, the manifestation of Hashem's love for us through the avoda of the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur, the moment that they would chuck that goat to hell, and the, like we spoke about on Monday Shir, the ribbon, the, whatever that was, turned white, and then we all knew, oh my God, you, Mamish, you love us. They don't have any of that that year. They have such yeush from feeling like they have, there's going to be any mercy in their life. And they're screaming from the bitterness of their hearts. Basically, we are doomed. We are doomed. Just like a Jew in 1945. Many of them. We are doomed. Yeah. Of the Bet- of the Bet- of the so, so how are we today supposed to react when we don't have the Bet- the Bet- right? like, how, we, we didn't have that. You've been the Chazana. I don't know. In your Nusach, do you say the Tfilah, do you say the Avodah of the Kohen Gadol Yom HaKippurim? So you know. We, we call it straight out. We say. We, we, we really spell it out and say it's true. We don't have any of this, but we still only you. We still have you. But you know what? When you're feeling it fresh, we're just going into the psyche, to the mind and heart of a person that's feeling it seven, eight weeks after you could probably still smell the fire. For some reason, I was watching a 9-11, oh, I know why, because it was 9-11, 9-11 documentary the other day. And people were talking, I don't know if any of you were in Manhattan in those days or anywhere in New York, but you could smell the stench for weeks, maybe even months afterwards. From my house, I could see it. From, from your house, yeah. in Queens. I saw, I, saw the, I saw the second plane hit. So, the equivalent of seeing the second plane hit and then going into Yom Kippur. Okay, Makilo, whatever we need for the imagery, okay? Each of us can do this. Listen, I, I, I had, um, I think I told you this, I remember clearly, I still have it in my house. When I was 15, there were these consecutive Sunday morning bus bombings in Yerushalayim. It was the 18 bus. So that was the one, right? Huh? That was your year here. No, it was on Rehova. What's that? No, no, no. This is Yerushalayim. It was the same year as Dizengov. That was Purim. It actually, it actually connects to that too. That's what I'm going to tell you. But no, Kav Shmonasre. It was this Sunday morning buses that basically Chayalim. It was one week after the other. It was a lot where Chayalim were on. It was Kav Shmonasre by the old Tachanam Rekazi. Not where it is now. It's on, it's, that's Rechov Yafo. It's the beginning of, it was like the beginning of Yafo, close to where the central bus station is now. But it connects to Dizengoff also because Dizengoff was two months later. This, I think, was in January. And I, I don't know what got into me, but I went that night, I think I went alone. I went from Ranana, I went on a bus, and I went to the scene, and it was still there. Pieces of it were still there. And I took pieces of, of the bus and of the, of the wiring that came out of the 
you know, like the the pull. top, the, huh? Pulled the thing. To the yeah, like a, some of that. And I put it up and I put it in a jacket and I brought it home. I still have it in my house. It still smells. Well, I say Dizengoth because Dizengoth was right before Purim. It was like a few hours before Purim. I went with one of my rabbis in high school and two of my friends and we read Megillah on the crosswalk right there that Purim. And it's still, now they're ready, they try to, you know, wipe it away, but you know what I'm saying, these things, they stay with you, right? So those are, these are horrible tragedies, but the, the national tragedy of Churban Abayit was enough of a legitimate human reason for a person to say, maybe this year, maybe I'm out. <laughs> Yom Kippur, maybe I'm out this year. Like, I, I can't start thinking about all these things. And it's true what you're saying, Yosef, about... Think about the human psyche. You're 100% right. Where is it? I have to tell you, like, I have these things. It still has that stench of the of that. You know? Crazy. Crazy. Crazy stuff. And so everyone's feeling like this. You could smell the churban of the Kodesh all over the country. All over the land. Rabbi Akiva gets up and says, He's basically saying what you just said. He's basically saying, before who did all that take place that we don't have anymore? Before Hashem. So that physical thing isn't here anymore? It's true. But before the per, before the entity through which you that whole tahara happened, that's not happening. Ashreichem, now ashreichem is the lashon. What's ashrei? It's like it's either praiseworthy or happy is the person, right? When they realize what their lot is, ashreichem Yisrael. That's what he says. Kasher abayit amadal tilo, umelech malchayam lachim shochen bo kavod. When the house stood. And the king of kings was dwelling in there. Then there's malchut set up in its place. There's covered going on. Glory. Let's listen to this mahalach. This is brilliant. When the kingdom and the monarchy is standing, there's laws, there's rules. And the Malchut from below is ke'ilu, like a reflection of the Malchut of above. And just like there's a protocol in different uh, palaces, how you come in, how you leave, you know, you have to come with a certain gift, you also have to know how to receive something, how do you speak, how do you talk, so too in the kingdom of heaven. There's so to speak, in the way that they run things there, there's laws. There's, there's borders, there's limits. There's four different types of kapara. Each korban does for this, atones for this. And someone that says, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shortcut. 
or I'm not going to do what the protocol demands of me, how to act in the, in the palace, they're out of there. I just have to digress for a second. Because the following story was told to me this year by someone who was kind of... It's someone I love very much. They were telling me a story that I hope he never, ever told a Chabadnik. He told me, because it, it just, Ramash came out, jumped out of me. He told me, you know, the Rebbe barely ever left 770. You know that, right? There's, there was one time that he went to a camp, to visit a camp, a Lubavitch camp in the 60s, I think. Maybe it was late 50s. There was uh, one time that, he, you know, a few times he went to do Tashlich. Um, he went, he only went, left America one time once he got here to go to his mother in Paris, little story. But basically he, he never left and he would only go to one place, and one place only. And that was the Ohel. To, he went to his father-in-law, the Friedrich Rebbe, Mishmas Aiden. There were, there were a few funerals that the Rebbe went outside of 774 and there was Malavadam. And one of them was, was a whole story of uh, a boy that was killed in riots you remember this story that happened in Crown Heights? Huh? Yeah, I think in the early 90s, uh, 90 or 91, maybe 89, because I think the, I think his name was Yankee. Yankee Rosenbaum, very good. Yeah, Yankee Rosenbaum. So this person told me that you know no one touched no one touches the Rebbe, right? And no one like even like the Rebbe is going out to him, Malava the Mace. So he told me that he went up to the Rebbe, he put his arm around him. And told him even a little bit of musr about a certain Indian. I'm, I'm being very discreet with the details. I don't want a Khalila, right? And told him, like, this Yid is waiting for you. Something like that. Uh, if, uh, he thought he was sharing with me something like like, a, like in a deep story. I, I, I wanted to say to him, you know, the Rebbe is the Melech. Like, what are you, are you, are you serious? Did you actually really go out, like, and, and, and second of all, I don't, I don't know if I believe you, because if, if anyone saw you do that, these guys would, would tackle you, you know, these guys would tackle you to the ground, right? There's, like, so I'm, I'm still suffering if, if that details, the way he explained to me, no, if, yeah, no, not, not a chance, come up to the red, put his arm around him and says, you know, you should really take care of such and such thing. Crazy, right? So that's what I'm thinking over here. He's saying, can you imagine, like today we don't have this in the world because the only place that's Ke'ilu a little bit resembles this is England, right? And it was much more when, when, when Queen Elizabeth was in the world. I don't know still how the, what, what the Hanhagas are by, by uh, I guess he's, he's king, right? Yeah, I was King there. Charles. Um, Two, two and a half months ago, and we went to Buckingham Palace to take him out, my son and wife. The father uh, took us on a tour, and it was all as before. Right? Yeah, yeah. The flag was up, he was in the palace. Yeah. The guards were around. Yeah, I went one time, the changing of the guard. Whatever, you know, Kipper, I shouldn't start insulting. This. It, 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 did, it did, not only did it do nothing for me, it, it even did the opposite. Like, I waited for hours and I saw a changing of the guard. Nothing. It was interesting because there was a lot of, like, rubbish, trash, as I say, rubbish, meaning, 
um, all around outside the gate where all the people were, and I just felt that they should have people cleaning up for all the tourists. So, yeah. so, so you, so you did it? Beautiful. So I, I was, it wasn't as special as Marcus did. It, it, but it's. But I think it's the only real. I think maybe in Morocco it's a little bit like this too. I just don't know that as much. But I think in England it's the only. Meaning, if you come in there, and you don't bring what you're supposed to bring when you when you're invited, and you don't you're not there to receive as I you're supposed to I, receive. It's it's malchus. It, it was yeah. malchus, right? He's saying over here. Was, uh, in, in a room with that, that's when malchus is when malchus stands erect. There, there's ways, there's a whole, there's a whole shita, there's a whole derech, how to go about things. Yeah. We had malchus, Kachavran. We did have that. The queen says, Lord Sachs, why is this night different from every other night? <laughs> so we, we had, we had malchus, right? We, we had the Beis HaMikdash. And when the Beis HaMikdash stood, there were, to, there were lines, there were gifts, you get kilo, the equivalent of it, right? There was an order, there was an order. You didn't, you didn't go out of line. There was order for everything. That's how things worked. Yom Kippur, though, the, 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 the process of Malchut on Yom Kippur was this was for this, this is for that. Then you go here, then he says this, then he washes this. It was all in order, right? In that last page, Ach Mishecharav Beis HaMikdash, En Lanu Lehisha'en, Ela Lavinu Shemayim. But now that Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, we got nothing down here. All we have is real only you. Only you, Hashem. Like, Tachlitz, I have all the halachas also, but only you. It's only you. At the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, it's only you. This is amazing. Even though we say, Avinu Malkeinu, since the time the Beis HaMikdash has been destroyed, we don't really have Malkeinu. In a, in a way that Malchus appears in the world, but what what don't what do we have more than more than ever? Avino, Abba, Ke'av Rachum Bechanon, it's a merciful father. Ubebeit Abba ein protocol, ve'en klalim ve'en chukim el arachmei Abba gedolim ve'atzamim haportzim kol gvul. All we have in the house of Abba. There's no protocol, there's no rules, there's no laws. It's just, it's just the great Rachmanis the Father has, which are parets called gvul. They go beyond any border, any, any, any line that says you can't step here. It's like, oh, it doesn't work for us. And the way that the Abba is with his, with his, and his love for his precious children, so Rabbi Usher is saying, as much as we cry that we don't have these things anymore, he says, "En sorech, there's no need. Lo bechatat, velo beasham, velo bekoen gadol, velo bebigdei keuna, velo bedam apay, velo bedam asair, velaf lo beseira mishdaleach." There's no need for any of these things for Yom Kippur to still be Yom Kippur. What is there need for? Ela berachamim bechemla, mercy and compassion, bechenu bechesed. Like the famous Pasuk says, that over all the transgressions, what's the cover? What's the atonement? What does the job? What's the equivalent of the Malchut's manifestation in this world? Love. 
והוא שומר רבי עקיבא, ניסוס ורבי עקיבא סז, אשריכם ישראל. לפני מי אתם מתארים ומי מתאר אתכם, אביכם שבשמיים. Praiseworthy are you, Am Yisrael, because before who are you purifying yourself? And who is purifying you? Does it say, Malkechem Sheva Shemaim? No. Avichem Sheva Shemaim. Ma mikveh metayas atmeim afakadosh baruchu metayas Yisrael. Veyuvan ledarkeinu, so we have, now we understand. Shelabeinu akadosh kava ma'amar nifla ze. Besof masechet yoma. Why was this set up at the end of Masechet Yoma, which is the Masechet that deals with the Avoda of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur? And they ended the Mishnayas that speak about Korbanos. Because basically, it says, Everything goes after the way something is signed off. The way the Mishnas that deal with all the intricate details of things we don't have, Right? It goes after the end of saying, and you know what? Rabbi Akiva is still standing. And it's still six, seven, eight weeks after the Khurban. And he's telling Yidin, Ashrechem Yisrael, Lifne mi atemitari, mitaretchem mi. Who is doing it? Avichem. Not a melech right now. Even though it's so weird because we say Avinu Malkeinu, but the Tahara process is much more connected. to the Abba and Ben relationship than it is to the Melech and Eved. We need both. But regarding the way he built it up here, the way he built it up here is he's saying, I mean, unless we completely mislearned what he said, I think it was pretty pashut. It wasn't too complicated, no? So it's more in Kabbalim than in Abba. I think, in Kabbalim, in Kabbalim, we were learning on Rosh Hashanah is that You need an Abba and a, and, a, and a Melech. An Abba always wants to give, he's not always able. A Melech is always able to give, he doesn't always want. So we say, Avinu Malkeinu, right? But here, the Tahara process, I already went through that in Rosh Hashanah, the Tahara process is, is I don't have a client, I don't have the Nigun of the Levi. Do you expect my heart to be open? Do you know that Ivis Sefer just speaks about The process of the breaking open of the Jewish heart when it brought a korban, when it came and was greeted by the nigun of the levi, what it did to him. Hashem, you expect me to my heart to actually be open without the nigun of the levi? But I'm still here. Why? Because Rabbi Akiva stood up that first Yom Kippur and said, Ashrechem Yisrael. And we're still holding on to Rabbi Akiva's words today. And I find that to be on the level of like... Um, going back to the beginning, because <laughs> now, now it really answers the question. How could there be simcha when you go through the Musa Favod of the Kohen Gadol? The description of what the Kohen did, not just what the Kohen did, what it caused, and further, the description of the simcha of the, of the people when the Kohen came out, right? That alone is the greatest simcha in the world. Plucking that out of my experience should be the most like, cruel way of, of, of experiencing Yom Kippur. And that's kind of what I'm doing over there. And I'm saying, and, I, and I'm saying basically, I'm reading all of that, and I'm saying, I don't got a Kayan, I don't have a Levi, I don't have Yisrael Bamamadam, I don't have all these things, I have no re- resemblance of Malchus in this world. I have nothing. And yet still, I am Basimcha here, 
if we could understand for a second, tune into how much nachas Hashem has, the moment that a Jew could be besimcha on Yom Kippur in 2023, I can't imagine anything more glorious. Anything more glorious than Shemayim. And if we're saying it's all a reflection of what goes on up there and what goes on down here, I just think that we're all like we're all set up to experience tahara, which is what Yom Kippur is all about. That's the greatest tahara in the world. The great, the greatest tahara in the world is that I'm still holding on to you as an Abba, which means I didn't lose my identity. It means I know where I come from. I know where I'm going. That is the greatest thing. That's the greatest tshuva in the world also. So I guess we should all be zochet to just experience tshuva shlema in light of how Reb Asher just, just paved the way for us this Rosh Hashanah, this, uh, this Yom Kippur. Amen. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a pasuk in the Gemara, I 